Blog Talk Radio. any gaps in there um, after you announced yourself. So um, uh, what was your name again? Doctor who? Jean Cerullo. Yay! Yay! And we're oh, here. Oh, I'm getting modest at this point. No more applause. <laughs> oh, boy. Well, we're here to answer all your questions on love, life, career, and whatever is on your mind. So give us a call at 646-381-4141. Well, this week, and I have to ask Sky McKenna to run my chart because this week has been, for me, a bunch, uh, sort of like a week of new beginnings. And it really is an exciting time because sometimes when life closes one door, it opens new and wildly intoxicating new doors. So from my perspective, things always have a way of balancing out. Um, you know, and plus my theory in life, and this is something that I want to talk about actually on another show, is that, you know, when when somebody comes from a place of their ego or from anger or jealousy or vengefulness or anything like that, um, you know, who really gets hurt by that? Not the person that you're you're focusing your attention on, but always yourself. So I've kind of learned through life that, you know, even if there's times that people really tend to um, screw you over or try to screw you over, you know, my theory in life is be grateful for the experience and be grateful that they were in your lives and that, you know, there's a gift and lesson and there's something to learn from it. Um, because anything short of that, then they really do get to you. And, you know, then you end up hurting yourself, and there's no sense in doing that. So I'm very thankful for all the players that are in my life and that have created quite a drama this past few days. And to me, it's a drama of all new beginnings. (laughs) So some of you guys play your roles exceedingly well. So anyhow... We have, and we're going to talk about this another time. But tonight we've got a great yeah. show, and we're glad that you're all that you've all tuned in. Our number again is six four six three eight one four one four one, and we will be taking your call shortly. So give us a call. Um, before I talk about um, all the stuff that's going on in this world, I want to say to Julie, welcome back. Well, thank you very much. And Julie, hi Lynn, Julie, hi. Back. Yes. Thank you. And I know I haven't. I feel like I haven't spoken to you guys in a long time. I know you haven't, and I'm telling you, everything in this world has, seems to have changed since the last spoke. <laughs> so, um, but there's always good change. I, 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 you know, there. I always, I honestly do believe that when door one, one door opens, other doors, 
you know, one door closes, other doors open, and honestly, big ones seem to be coming our way right now. So that's that's really neat. But um, tell us a bit a bit about your trip. You went away for the holidays, right? I did. I went on a cruise, Ooh, and where did I went you go? Western Caribbean. So I went to um, the Grand Caymans, Cozumel, Mexico, Honduras, and Ooh, another part of Mexico. I forgot where. Um, it was great. I'd never been on a cruise before. I was completely terrified that I was going to be seasick, but it worked out. And I actually did take the medication, and it and it really helped. So I'll just say to anyone who thinks that they get seasick, I'm the worst as far as inner ear issues, and the medication really helps, and I was fine. Oh, that's great. I mean, did you have to stay on it the whole time, or do you eventually sort of get used to the rocking motion? You know what? I took it every night before I went to sleep just in case, mm. and then I didn't take it during the day, like by day three. So, oh, that's good. Yeah, it was great. It was and great. how you long definitely was your get cruise? used to it. How um, long it was, was your cruise? It was a week. A week. Oh, wow. Yeah. So are you it, all tanned? No. Well, I know people don't really know what I look like, but I'm very pale with freckles, so I got some freckles. Yeah. <laughs> um, and as you know... I lost my carry-on bag on the way home, Aww. so <laughs> that was fun. Um, but the cruise was great, so I'm actually glad I didn't. You know, it's just like you. I, I try to see the. I try to be grateful for everything. Try to see mm-hmm. the light. So I am grateful that I didn't lose it on the way there, or I would have had a much harder time enjoying my trip. So right, I was thinking the same thing. So you know, I know it's an inconvenience for you now that you're back, but you know, at least like you say, you were able to. Um, not worry about it and keep in contact or do whatever you needed to do. I mean, did you have service? Were you able to, um, like, was there Internet service on, on the on the ship? The Internet service was extremely expensive, and I had yes, no phone or texting. So, you're used to are very hard to get to get Yeah, but I loved it. I loved not being able to talk to anybody for a week. I thought it was amazing. <laughs> I know some people can't handle it, but I thought mm-hmm. it was so much fun. But see, in a way, then that's probably why you created losing your carry-on bag. So you loved it so much, you were actually, you know, you sent that message out to the universe, so the universe gave you more of not having any... Listen, I sort of believe that. I'm telling you, I I lost my computer, which is a huge deal, because it has all my work and personal information on it. And, you know, that's very scary. But that aside, there's something freeing about it as well, which I hate to admit, but subconsciously... I had so much junk on that computer. It's almost <laughs> like when you when you throw everything out of your apartment. You find mm-hmm. out what you don't need. I almost feel a, a sense of relief, like I can start over with I a new know. computer and not overfill it with stuff that I don't need. I, I mean, that is, because I know whenever I get a new computer, it's the same thing. But yet, six months or a year later, you're back to where you started from. I know. And so but, I'm going to make a conscious effort the, not to. <laughs> ooh, wow. A whole new philosophy. Yeah. See, that was, see, now look at that wonderful gift. That's what, I, that's what I mean. I mean, in every situation, I think that's part of really why certain things happen to us, for us to really be able to regain our perspective and see things in a positive way. And there always is such such phenomenal gifts in everything mm-hmm. that happens. And, Julie, I mean, I, I don't know that I'd be handling that as well as you are. I don't know how I let it go. Seriously, the first day was really hard. Um, I, there was a guy that I met at the port when I went back <gasps> the next day, 
And yeah. no, 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 not a guy for romance, uh, oh, <laughs> but a guy okay. who was putting things in perspective for me, and it really helped. He oh, was good. He was giving up. You know, he's a guy that helps people with their baggage, and he was literally giving up tip time to help me look for my bags, Aww. and I really appreciated it. And all he kept saying to me is, I know it seems really awful right now. I know it's, all, you know, it's your stuff, and he's like, but it's not a life. You just have to keep remembering that. It's just stuff. Wow. And it really put things in perspective for me. Yeah, that's true, and that that really does. Um, but speaking of men, um, yes. did you need anybody? Mm, I don't want to talk about it yet. <laughs> oh, my God, that's a yes. That's a sort of. <laughs> So I don't, I don't want to jinx oh. anything. Okay, so that's gonna... okay. Um, all right, now, um, all right. Does that mean I can't psychically look into it? Um, I won't say it on the air. I, I'll, I won't say it. Well, I don't no, want to I say won't. his name on the air. No, we don't have to say anything about it, but that's great that you did. At least you must have had an exceptionally good time, you know. Right. Um, I'm sure you yeah. met a lot of people. I met a lot of interesting people. It was a really great trip. I mean, regardless of anything, you know, guy or 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 not, uh, got to play with monkeys, got to zip line. I did a lot of things I've never done before. I got to spend a lot of quality time with a friend of mine and enjoy warm weather. So it was overall really good experience. Yeah, and here we're freezing our butts off down up here. But right, well, now <laughs> yeah. I'm back and enjoying that icy cold with you as well. <laughs> I know. Uh, well, we'll talk about the weather too probably soon. But um, the what, what zip line? What is that? Um, it's like when you're, it's a, a line or not a rope, a, uh, it's almost like a tightrope, you know, the things that the people walk on in the circus, but you yeah. swing from it, you take, it's like, uh, I don't know how to explain it, you, you're hooked up to something and you're over the trees, you're really high up, like oh. many stories high, and you hold onto it and you swing down on the rope, on the zip line. You're kidding. One one station to the next. So, like, from, let's say, wow. one tree to the next, it's really fun. I mean, are you, like, somehow harnessed in? or yeah, you're literally completely harnessed in, extremely okay. safe. Oh, wow. <laughs> Is it a bungee, or it's just really a rope? No, I wouldn't do bungee. I'm too scared of that. Oh, really? Oh, okay. Yeah. She's not afraid of zip line, but she, she, she <laughs> No, this do doesn't go nearly as fast, and you're not going straight down. You're really going from, it's more horizontal than vertical. Really? Yeah. Oh, Oh, that's interesting. Just like Tarzan, then. Exactly. Oh, wow. Is that what it's called with Tarzan, a zip line? No, because with Tarzan, he's on a rope, like, going down. I, I wish I knew how to explain this better. I'm not very good at um, saying how it works. But it's, you're not ever, the the rope is tied, let's say, from one end, like, from one tree to the next. So it's really oh. vertical, and you're, and you're swinging, oh. and you're not swinging, you're, you're like, um, just going, going down. down. I got it. Okay, so it's sort of like um, I, I, you know, I, I see it in my head. You know, I'm trying to think of like, you know, one of the trams or something like that. Exactly. The way it's going on like a cable of sorts. A cable. That's the word I was looking for. Thank you. Oh, <laughs> so it is really a cable. Yes. Yes. Oh. Okay. Um, so you're Dr. kind of harnessed onto the cable and and oh. and sliding down it more than swinging. Oh, okay. Dr. Jean, have you heard of this before? I've heard of it. I didn't know that much about it, but I've, you know, I've watched it on television. It looks a lot like, you know, that ride where people go on, on in certain amusement parks that go sideways on a line. Uh, you know, they've had that in 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 amusement parks for a long time. Something very similar. 
Oh. I'm sure they have, yeah. Oh, okay. Gee, yeah. I guess I live a sheltered life or something. <laughs> no, I you don't just, know. You just haven't hung hung out in uh, in amusement parks. No, not lately. But maybe uh, maybe we'll do a show from there one one week. We figure out <laughs> well, there's, where there's an amusement park. <laughs> um, that would make an interesting show, wouldn't it? It would. That'd be I really guess. fun. So how about right from a ride on television? You know, the perspective of the centrifuge or something. Uh, you could really simulate it quite quite well the way Epcot does with the th- the uh, high definition and 3D. You wouldn't have to do very much at all to get the feeling of being upside down and nauseous and <laughs> all around. <laughs> you know, Julie thought she avoided seasickness. Uh, let's try this. <laughs> well, maybe I'll borrow Juvie's um, uh, seasickness pills, and then we'll try it because yeah. be- hanging upside down or something like that doesn't sound especially appealing, especially with a with a mic in my hand or right now. <laughs> oh, very good for your spine and everything. That's you know, true. That it is. Side up. I have that machine, you know, that thing where you hang upside down, but yes. you sort of can control it. You know what I mean? And it. You know, you just sort of flip yourself back up when you're starting to yeah. feel dizzy or something like that. Right. But oh, yeah, I've been on one of those machines. That's right. Yeah, but if you're just sort of hanging there, um, you know, that, I don't know. <laughs> well, we'll try it sometime, and then we'll find out. We'll do the next time. Next time we have a, um, a, a week of nice weather, maybe we'll do it from Epcot or something. We'll figure something out. Um, but, but so, uh, Dr. Jean, how was your week? Well, my week was uh, somewhat similar to your week. Uh, Yeah, you know, you have a much better attitude, I'll tell you. You know, sometimes uh, when I see people behaving in a disloyal or jealous, or what it really is is an immature way, you know, Mm -hmm. uh, thinking they're going to make it great on their own, uh, resenting Mm -hmm. anything you've achieved, I and and they don't realize the years and the experience and the context and everything that you've put into it. So for them to suddenly think, oh, what do I need them for? I can do that. Let them find out. So exactly. They have but lots that, less. Right. That's my feeling. Let them let people figure it out on their own, and and they will. You know, I always my philosophy is give people the rope, and they will eventually hang themselves. And I just feel yeah, the I'm more you. <laughs> that's good. The mic in their hand. Right, exactly. <laughs> I mean, the more you dwell on it or the more you let it bother you, the more they win. And, yeah, you know, definitely. there there was a lot of chaos the past, you know, several days, undoubtedly. And, um, mm. you know, I have my suspicions where things um, originated from. But, you know, so be it. You know, if people are going to be so petty. And, and again, when you're coming from anger and, and you're coming from a negative place, what could you draw into your life but more negative stuff? Mm-hmm. You know, if somebody's purpose in life is to de- to attempt to destroy another person, so be it. Bottom line is it didn't work. Well, not only didn't it work, sometimes they're thinking, oh, you know, well, I can dispose of such and such and get it myself. I, I, I had, I think I told this story on the air, there was a psychologist who was working in another state, and as soon as 
she had done a lot of wrong things, so we weren't able to collect money. As soon as she found out we got a little bit, you know, she went crazy and decided she was going to try to steal the thing for herself, and uh, mm. it it didn't work that well. But the idea is even professional people do that, and often you can tell who the little people are when they follow one by one like a gang of children, and they, they mm-hmm. really be. Uh, it still shocks me a little bit when adults, especially adults with some professional knowledge and supposedly ethics uh, behave that way and really think it's going to make things work for them in the long run. But uh, they still do. That's why I kind of keep people that work for me separate so that if one goes off the deep end, they don't take everybody else along with them. Right, and that's something you brought up last week when we were talking about a subject similar to this. And yeah. um, moving forward, that's definitely food for thought in, in how to orchestrate something like that. But in the particular situation that you're talking about, what's especially um, irritating, I think, is that you know, in, everybody jumps to conclusions and doesn't even care or think to get the truth or the whole story. Um, but that's where loyalty or lack of loyalty comes in. So, you know, again, it all shakes out the way it's supposed to. I try not to waste that much time worrying about people who aren't really worth worrying about. You know, what could you do? Well, that's a good way to test people. You know, you shake off all the dregs or uh, all the dead weight. Very good way. Yeah. And you only have the cream uh, that's... That sticks in there, like uh, the J. What are we? We're a nice uh, J team now. That's true. Julie, (laughs) (laughs) Jill. (laughs) But you know, I feel things turn out the way they're supposed to in the long run, and um, you know, in the end, you know, the true thing is, it's not answering to any of us. It's answering to a higher power, and. You know, it it's sort of what you send out, you get back, good, bad, or indifferent. It's just the way it is. And, you know, that's kind of like, you know, the, the to me, the most important thing. So as long as you stay true to yourself, you can't lose. That's right. You can only lose what you were destined to lose, and there's some things that are very good to lose. That's true. That's very, very true. So um, I'm sorry that you had a, a stressful week. <laughs> Oh, <laughs> or that you're you're choosing to see it in a little bit different light. I'll 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 do some work with you <laughs> to try to get you into a better place. Um, but you know, overall, other than all that, I did want to talk about because a couple of weeks ago we we're talking about all the birds and fish that are just dropping from the sky and you know washing up on shore. And then um, lately, you know, we've had all this kind of weird weather i mean every time i look at cnn or anything you know you've got the floods in brazil and you've got you know people dying in mud and you've got really bizarre kind of weather you have things happening we had a storm here what last week or something that was a very unusual storm in the way the pattern of the storm went so again what do i always tie it back to 2012 (laughs) I mean, what else can it be is my philosophy. I mean, I remember hearing them on AccuWeather say, now this is quite an unusual trough. You know, I mean, we don't generally see this. In fact, I don't ever remember seeing anything like this. You know, it's like (laughs) where, what, why, and how. You know, to me, it's something's going on. There's something bigger than what we fully understand at this point. 
that's I feel going down. So that's another reason to sort of like let's just assume that that prediction is right and we've got less than two years. I mean, enjoy it. And you well, know, then why these little you... things don't matter. I mean, if exactly. we have less than two years, we don't have to worry about our future or anything else. Well, I mean, but enjoy it. And people who spend a lot of time, you know, trying to, um, you know, uh, stir up trouble or, you know, uh, be vengeful on things, you know, in the end they hurt themselves. And that's why I always send blessings to them because, you know, they're hurting themselves and people don't realize it. So, you know, again, if the Mayan predictions are right and if we only have less than two years, I'm not going to spend it worrying about people who go out of their way to try to hurt me in some way, shape, or form. In fact, I feel really sorry for those who do, you know. And then then I thought, too, um, what if? (laughs) No, I'm not even going to say it. (laughs) I'm not going to say it. I I was just thinking of some of the unusual um, things Entities that we've encountered recently in some of our paranormal events. Oh, I'm just thinking that some of these people were very scared of those entities. I mm-hmm. mean, they really overreacted. And then what if the entities uh, are still pursuing them in some way? Well, see, that when you are when you carry that kind of energy, you don't realize it. And I'm not saying that anything's attached, but you never know. You really never you know. You never know. So, what if the entities so, did this and caused them to behave this Absolutely. Way? Absolutely, because there could they have been a bigger picture. Them. Right. There could have been a bigger picture that, you know, something, you know, really good is going to happen here, and maybe they're not supposed to be involved with it. But, you know, however it unfolds, it unfolds, but... Um, that that was crossing my mind as too. So so that was crossing your mind. <laughs> well, it was crossing my mind in the sense that maybe they were avoiding things because they were afraid of the entities. But now I'm thinking differently. That possibly the entities, being as strong as they are and wanting to stay in their home, don't want our group to come back because we had such mm. heavy communication. And you know, I mean, what did God do when people started? building the tower to heaven he made them all speak different languages if we all suddenly fight with each other and don't get along and people leave and everything that can complete the uh, investigation and force the entities to leave and you know look at what we stirred up this might be their way of fighting back so then uh that's true that i i definitely agree with that i mean i was thinking about this, uh, a version of that as well um so does that does, does that bother you i mean does that scare you i guess is really what i want to say it does because of the the entities obviously don't want us there and what are they going to do to prevent us from being there <laughs> oh no she's afraid to go back and we have to go back <laughs> i know we do but i mean the entities if the entities are causing this what are they going to do to prevent us from uh getting the the final uh, version. Well, I don't know. I guess we'll have to uh, figure this one out. I don't know. I don't know what the answer is to that. So, um, well, I, we could always send them to those people who are causing all the problems and just divert the energies that way for now. I mean, you what else can do we do? I don't know. I mean, I can communicate with them and see. Okay. All yep. right. I think Still that's a wonderful it. idea. Lady Fontaine, two entities. <laughs> are you? Are do you read me? 
<laughs> but, you know, and I wouldn't do that because, quite frankly, I wouldn't want to pick up the negative karma to do that. I mean, you know, things happen because that's the way they go. You know, it just it works that way. So, But I do very strongly believe because of the tremendous um, difficulty that certain people had after we were at that location that it did dawn on me that this can just be fallout from that as well. Because some really strange stuff was happening in that whole town after yeah. we began our investigations. <laughs> like a lot of people died in that town yeah. after we left and, got, and we let some of the entities loose. And that is a little bit scary. Well, it is, but, I mean, we don't know we it do was it our fault. You know, no, but, we uh, don't know it was our fault. You know, I was telling this story to somebody, and they want to write a whole book about this kind of thing that we un- unleashed some sort of entity and it's going around doing all this stuff Look, but if you were trapped in a basement in a cellar on a wine cellar since 1867 and somebody unleashed you uh i keep thinking of all the kids when we were in catholic school when they let us go after six hours sitting quietly in the classroom and they'd always say we were the wildest i mean imagine being there for how, what is it almost 150 years now yeah That's well i don't know energy. well i don't know well, i don't know what the answer is but um obviously there's something going on at this particular location. And what we're actually talking about, for those who don't know, is um, we do have a, a new TV show. It was supposed to premiere in January, but it did get pushed back to a March premiere date. And the first location that we're doing our investigations at is the location that we're talking about right now. It's um, it, it, uh, There's no words to explain the kind of activity and the things that were coming up at this location. So you'll have to watch the first episode, and you know you'll see exactly what we're talking about. But I don't know. We'll have to talk about this offline, Dr. Jean, and do whatever we need to do. I mean, my gut feeling at this point is when we have when we go back there to finish the filming, just um, let them know that we're there to document and not bother anything. I'm not meeting anything head-on anymore just we're just going to document it and record any um, particular activity and try to find out if they want to communicate with us at all but that's it they want to stay they want to do whatever they want to do they can do it exactly well that sounds like a good plan (laughs) it's probably our only plan from an objective (laughs) point of view as i may have (laughs) i say that sounds like a good plan well, so, then we'll do that, and that's it. That's the <laughs> I wrap. think we have some we have some callers waiting. So yes, we do. Let's uh, remind people that phone lines are open. Please call six four six three eight one four one four one to speak with Lady Fontaine and Doctor Jean. They're here to answer all your questions. Call six four six three eight one four one four one to get expert advice on all that troubles you. And remember, if you don't get on the air tonight, please send us your question at mailbag at ladyfontaine dot com. Lady Fontaine and Dr. Jean will be selecting a few questions each week to answer live on each show. That equates to getting a free reading. So don't miss that incredible opportunity. Send us your questions now. Tonight, Lady Fontaine and Dr. Jean will begin taking calls right after the mailbag question, so give us a call at 646-381-4141. And now it's time for our Sky McKenna Skywatch Report. Remember to visit Sky on her website at skymckenna.com. 
Hello everybody, this is Sky McKenna with my weekly Skywatch Energy Report. This is a review of the energies for the upcoming week, and if you miss any of this, you can re-listen each week in the archives, or you can go to my website, skymckenna.com, and click the link near the top of the page. You can also read the energy report on my blog. There's a link at the top of my website for that, too. So, we've got the wind in our backs. We're still holding on to our hats. Here's the week ahead in eight minutes or less. And this then is for the week beginning Sunday, January 16th, 2011. Well, the energy is shifting again. Jupiter is moving into Aries, and we have a delicious full moon in Cancer coming up this week. We're ready to take action now. And remember, there are no retrograde planets until January 25th. That's a rarity to be sure. So we all have a very big green light ahead of us till then. This is the time to move. And so we start off on Monday, January 17th, with the sun forming a delicious 60-degree aspect to inventive and original Uranus and with Mercury dancing with Pluto. We can expect some surprises today. We'll be feeling more spontaneous and maybe more ready for some scrumptious fun. Breakouts and breakaways are possible now, too, and we'll be ready and able to try new things. We should definitely allow ourselves to be surprised and delight in any unprompted opportunities. And the day can also bring us some deep insights, especially to motivations, our own or others, and we can see some lights finally clicking on. So the combination of the Sun with Uranus and Mercury connecting with Pluto can bring us some electric bolts from the blue, so we should be open and not necessarily try to prepare for them. And then on Wednesday, January 18th, the life-giving Sun forms a sextile aspect of opportunity with expansive Jupiter. And we'll all be welcoming a very flowing energy. We can make progress with ease and make some pretty large leaps forward if we know where we want to go. And also on Wednesday, January 18th, we have a beautiful, luscious, plump full moon in Cancer. And it's a very powerful one, too, since it relates back to the new moon solar eclipse that took place on January 4th. That new moon solar eclipse spoke to us about our worldly ambitions. And now we'll begin to see some feedback on anything that was set in motion then. So it would be helpful to think back a couple of weeks and assess how far we've come with our ambitions. Because now with this full moon, the time has arrived to focus on balancing that with the needs in our homes, in our families, and our personal lives. We or people around us may be a little touchy and maybe a little more emotional than usual. So gentleness with ourselves is especially important now. Then on Thursday, January 20th, the sun moves into brilliant Aquarius and the energy of inventiveness, uniqueness, individuality, and the power of genius will be with us for the next month. We should be open to new ways of thinking and seeing things and expect lots of cleverness. And finally, the really, really big news of the week arrives on Saturday, January 22nd, and Jupiter enters Aries and begins a brand new 12-year cycle for us, and he'll remain there in Aries until June 4th. It's kind of a short time for Jupiter to be in a sign, and this is our window for very big, very fast, passionate action. Opportunities for, from, and about ourselves will be abounding now. Thinking big and displaying confidence will be our greatest success until June 4th when he enters earthy, beautiful Taurus. And the big success now will come from taking the lead, being an inspiration, and not being afraid to exhibit courage and enthusiasm in our lives. Luck will be on our side as we harness this forward-moving energy. So grab the reins and get moving. So for these next few months, we're going to have a strong urge to do and not just plan. The key will be to allow ourselves to take that action, but also take care that we don't do so much that we burn ourselves out. Now this week, I want to talk about how each sign may experience this pioneering dynamic and forward-moving energy of Jupiter moving into Aries. And as always, this will apply to your sun sign and ascendant rising sign if you know it. 
Aries, Jupiter in your sign is going to bring increase and growth to you. Expansion is guaranteed, so have a plan and choose what you want to expand because it is guaranteed. Taurus, pay attention to your dreams, daydreams, and what you'd love to have in your life. You can manifest them now and let go of goals that serve little purpose in your life. Reach for those stars. Gemini, your hopes and wishes will be powerfully energized. You have the opportunity to work and realize your dreams, so take advantage of the new opportunities that will be arriving. Cancer, career matters and your aspirations are on fire. You could also receive some recognition or honor, but for you, this is also about changes in status, which could certainly mean a promotion at work, but also even marriage or beginning a family, so get ready for change. Leo, learning, education, and travel, possibly at a distance, or even publishing your writing will feature prominently for you now. You'll also be finding ways to promote your business or positioning yourself for a new job. Seize those opportunities. They're going to be all around you. Virgo, benefiting from shared resources and from other people's money and even investments or inheritances are on the agenda for you. And all your resources can grow and blossom with more ease during this period. Libra, new people are coming into your life and your social schedule is likely to fill up fast with networking opportunities increasing too. Your significant relationship is also in for some expansion and moving up a notch or two. Scorpio, look for new offers on the job scene and expect to be very, very busy, very excited, and your workload increasing accordingly. Be selective when it comes to new offers, though, because you could have lots of them. You can also bump up your fitness, too. Sagittarius, fun, creativity, and romance are here for you. Inspiration will also beckon, but do be choosy with what and who you want in your life because it's going to expand. Capricorn, home and family matters become important. You may change residence for something bigger or rearrange or redecorate to make your life more expansive. Optimism is also high and some long-standing issue can come to a conclusion and be resolved very quickly. Aquarius, your life and mind get very active now. Learn something new and get ready for communication of all kinds to move your life onto a fast track. Pisces, money and finances will be taking center stage for you. New opportunities and new sources of income can finally arrive. But be selective on what and how much you choose to spend it. Well, that's a wrap for this week's edition of the Skywatch Energy Report. And remember, if you miss any of this, you can re-listen each week in the archives or visit my website, skymckenna.com, and the link is right there at the top of the page. And you'll also find a link to my new blog if you'd like to read the Energy Report. And remember, the animals still need your help. You can feed a homeless animal with just the click of the mouse. It's absolutely, positively, no questions asked free. In 2009, your clicks equaled 92 million bowls of food for homeless animals. So just go to theanimalrescuesite.com and click on the purple button that says, Click here, it's free. Well, that's about it for this week. And remember, you never lose by loving. You always lose by holding back. So till next time, take good care, God bless, and namaste. Thank you, Sky McKenna. As always, what an amazing report. And I found it interesting that she said that this is an unusual time, that we have no retrograde planets. And I'm wondering if that different energy is what propelled some of the very unusual events that took place in the past few days to happen. But to learn more about Sky, please visit her website at skymckenna.com. That's S K Y E M A C. K-E-N-N-A dot com. Or check out my show page here on Blog Talk Radio. There's a link that goes directly to her website. Um, tell Sky that you heard about her here. Um, Julie, did, did you were you able to print out the script yes, for tonight? Yes, I can read them out back. Oh, back. okay, good. Thank you. Now, just, I haven't read them yet, so I'm just letting you know that this is going to be off the cuff. 
and this, hope- this week, this week I just have the one question because it's a long question and it was a great question, and I'm hoping okay. that we have some really good conversation on it. Great. Okay, here we go. Dear Lady Fontaine and Dr. Jean, I'm 42 and recently married to a 49-year-old man. This is the second marriage for both of us. Our dating relationship was really wonderful. We took it slowly, which he didn't mind. We got to know each other and dated for almost two years. I thought I had checked everything that could be checked. But now that we are married and I have quit my job and moved to another state to be with him, I'm having doubts. Suddenly, everything has turned into a huge deal. I apparently don't know how to do laundry, run the dishwasher, or do anything around the house to his satisfaction. Plus, I'm not unpacking fast enough or throwing away enough of my stuff to meet his satisfaction. I just feel constantly criticized and overwhelmed by his negativity. Even more distressing, he also seems to have become irrationally jealous of my relationship with my 11-year-old son. Before we were married, my new husband said that he understood that my child has been with just me for a long time since his dad and I divorced when he was two. My son sees his father in another state about every month, but they aren't especially close. But my child and I have been through a lot together, including his having to leave all his friends and started a new school this year after our move. I guess what really upsets me is that, first of all, I gave up my home, my job, a community I really liked, and everything familiar to locate to a new and decidedly unappealing place. I moved here because he was a very he has a very stable career and that he can, and he can't do that he can't do any place else. I thought I would find a job pretty easily since I'm a school teacher, but nothing worked out before school started. Now I feel really unsupported in my job search. His mother and sister who both live nearby have apparently decided that I should stay home because they do. So he keeps telling me that I need to relax and take some time off. What I need to do is find a job to keep my teaching credentials current. And I'm really most upset about his immature attitude toward my son. Am I expecting too much too soon? We've only been married a month. Is this going to get any better? And how do I find a balance so that my son, who didn't have a choice in any of this, gets what he needs and my husband gets what he needs? I know we all have tough adjustment, a tough adjustment ahead, much tougher than I had anticipated. How do I go about helping all of us to get through this? Do you think family counseling is something I should look into? I'm just tired of crying all night and only getting three or four hours of sleep. When I woke up this morning and my first thought was, I just want to go home, I knew I needed to start looking for help. Please tell me what to do. Denise in undeclosed location. Wow. Um, Dr. Jean, I want to defer to you first to give your psychological take on this, and then I'll give my psychic input. Dr. Jean? Well, I guess we won't do that. I guess I'll yes, do my part. Uh, hello. Oh, you there? Yeah. I can hear you. You couldn't hear me? Oh, okay. No, I didn't hear you. Uh-oh. <laughs> it's those you-know-whats from you-know-where. <laughs> oh, okay. We'll blame the spirits for everything, right? <laughs> Sounds like a good plan, right? Um, yeah. Right. Did you, so you heard that, because I thought this yes. was a great, it was a great letter, um, and I only did the one this week because I thought this was really had some meaty stuff in here that I wanted to cover. So can you go first with this one? Well, yeah, you know, I'm thinking that the man that she married isn't the man that she's living with now a month later. It's kind of like there's a side of himself and his family and everything that he kept hidden. I'm wondering how well she knew him mm. because she's a teacher, she has the means to be independent, and it sounds like he doesn't want her to be any more 
free of his uh, influence or, or having her own autonomy than his mother and his sister have. And somehow, maybe he kept that part of himself a little bit hidden before, but he, he's not going to be very supportive in any way. He's, he's putting obstacles in, in the way of her own career, and his family's doing the same. And I agree with everything that you said. And what what was coming through psychically to me, and it's probably a logical answer as well, is that, you know, it really feels an energy that he was on his best behavior with her before. And now that she has relocated to his town, um, you know, to his life, to his everything, he's now, you know, sort of back in the groove of who he truly is. And truly, this is who he is. The other version, and that's where I 100% agree with you, Dr. Jean, the other version of, of who she got to know for, I think she said she was with him for two years before they got married, but that was his being on the best behavior you know, person. I honestly feel if she got him away from from where they're living right now and on new ground and new territory, he would be slightly different, at least for a while, but sort of her moving into his world, he's back into, you know, his his ways. And my gut feeling is I don't... When, when sometimes yeah. when, uh, power corrupts and sometimes a person who's so-so, who might, uh, who might appear even a little bit laid back and let you control them, all of a sudden you're... You, you move or you get into a position where you're more dependent on them and, and they become much more of a dictator. And that, it looks like that's, that's happened here. Right. And and it feels to me that that's who he truly is. Yes. And the only thing that I could say is getting away from his family and his familiar surroundings, his house, his job, his everything, would be the only thing that would, would I feel, give him somewhat of that older version of himself back but eventually he's going to fall back into this version of himself because to me this is him with all without you know with his guard down you know the other version of him was him with his guard up because he wanted to make a good impression and wanted to you know win her over you know the best advice do you think a situation like this would be I, I, I mean she asked should they go into counseling I feel he would be resistant to going into counseling, because to me, he doesn't feel like he knows there's anything wrong. He's acting like himself, so he doesn't see that he's being cranky or he's being, you know, condescending. Well, his mother and his sister, and now they, you know, he lived with his mother and his sister when he was a baby. He met this woman as an adult, so his mother and his sister, there's two of them, it's his family of origin, they have a stronger pull on him than she does. Mm. So I, I don't know about his job, but they, you've got to get away from the influence of the two of them. Mm. Maybe the I only agree. thing I'm thinking is that he's more afraid to displease them than he is to displease his wife, which is dysfunctional to begin with. But if that's true, then he has to be at enough of a distance that he and his wife can live independently. And I still agree there's another side to him that fits in with that he likes and that he prefers to be back in his old environment with uh, his wife being part of his family, doing things his way and his family's way. But I think that's the only possible solution. It's a shame, though, because 
She was unaware of this, and she's relocated. She's obviously invested a lot in this marriage. Yeah, and they've only been married for a year, though. I mean, for a month. Right. I mean, that's the part that's so sad is that it's been a month and she's crying every night. Right, right. And that's that's what concerns me here because – I only I feel it's not going to get any better. If anything, it's going to get worse because I feel he's. It's sort of like you know he's readjusting into his um, being influenced by the mother and the the sister state. So I just feel it truly is going to get worse. I would like to be able to give Denise some sort of um, advice or some direction as far as where to go. Um, I, I, I hear what you're saying, Dr. Jean, and I agree with it. You know, if possible, get away from the mother and sister, but it doesn't seem possible because apparently he, I, I can't even imagine what kind of job he has, but according to the email she sent, he can only do his job where he is. So basically mm. he can't move. Mm. What if she somehow finds a teaching job and then... You know, it's still not going to be that easy, but at least if she gets back into working in some form, that'll possibly get the mother and the sister and him to realize that this is a grown woman who likes to work and she's going to continue to work. And then if if the marriage and everything still doesn't support that, it it, it sounds like at some point she's going to have to realize she married into uh, what she didn't think was, was real. Then she's got to look for other options, take care of herself financially, emotionally, and everything else. And I can understand this because I've been in situations too where I thought something was going to be one way, and then all of a sudden you've made a big move. You've 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 crossed the Rubicon, and you've made a. a it's hard for you to go back because there's a certain commitment, and there'll be a lot of loss. So. Either way, you try you try to work it out, but yeah, uh, going back to work in some form, even if she can't be a teacher in a in a secure job in the school, might be the way to start. But other than um, that, I I don't know what else. Well, I'm I'm concerned about um, how she is responding to him in energy and the for psychically, it feels to me she's just taking in his criticisms and trying not to make a big deal out of things right now because I do feel she's very much at, she feels very much at a loss and very much at, in a place of, you know, lack of power and weakness because she really has, yeah, that too, Like a lot of foreign wives that come here and suddenly they have no support system except for the husband and the family, which is like a negative support system and, you know, it's like, oh, my God, I'm stuck here. What do I do? How am I going to get out of here? How am I going to protect myself? Uh, you know, you, you thought something was a dream, and it turned out to be a bit of a nightmare. Right, and that's sort of what I'm picking up here. That's why I kind of, you know, would like to leave her with something positive. I mean, Julie, you you heard what both Dr. Jean and I said. Can you find a spin in what we're saying to sort of um, round this out in a positive way? Well, I mean, I think it's really difficult because, as I said, she's crying every night. I mean, it's almost like she's the victim or at least playing the victim in this circumstance, and I think it's really difficult because she's got she, as you said, has moved her stuff to be where he is comfortable and where his family is, and obviously they have a family value system of not working, and she feels much better working, 
and she feels that some that he's not respecting her son. I mean, I think there's a lot of issues here that unfortunately, I mean, I'd love to be able to say positive things here, and who knows how deep the love goes and if he's willing to compromise or sacrifice or look into his own changes. But, I mean, it's going to take a lot of work, I feel like. Yeah, and unfortunately in energy it's not coming through that he's going to be open to go into counseling. I think my suggestion to Denise would be get herself into counseling so she feels she has the support from a therapist or a counselor to get, sort of give her the strength to, to fight back and to resist. Yes, um, so I, I Right, and I would also say her number one concern has to be for her son. Right. And if it gets to a point where she doesn't feel comfortable or she feels he's being too intrusive in their relationship, then she has to do what's right for her son. I mean, right. she has no choice but to do that. Um, well, she does have a choice, but obviously the best, if she's looking for advice, the best thing is use the son as a barometer. Don't let him suffer for, and she said it herself, I mean, he was he's the innocent, you know, participant here in, in her scenario. So we don't want him to end up really being hurt by the situation. Um, unfortunately, it doesn't seem like any of us <clears throat> could find the positive spin here. Um, so I, I honestly feel if she got the help that she needs and she went into counseling, she would find the way to make all the right choices. And I feel very confident she will do that. I mean, as much as we'd all love to put a positive spin, you can't always just do it just to try to sound good you know right no unfortunately <laughs> um, this is a heavy one it's very it and that's is. why i only did one question today because i i felt we would have a decent amount of conversation it's a tough one it really and I think is it does well, depend. i mean, I mean we not don't life or death you know nobody's right got cancer nobody's dying this is just she she can't do the work she loves or have the have the life she's used to and she wasn't expecting him and his family and the town and everything to be as difficult. So she's got to just, in an objective way, which a counselor can help her do, look at her options, and, and if it does turn out that they've got to be temporarily separated or maybe if they can move, he can do his work from somewhere else. Uh, if she works too, he won't need to earn as much. But there are compromises, and and choices, and, and uh, you know, she's just got to realize that it's, at this point she's caught in a frustrating situation because what she expected isn't what she got. Yeah. Right. I think the best advice is the one is what you're giving her, that she should go talk to someone so she can at least sort out her thoughts and get an objective, you know, objective help there. Right, and, and I feel that will give her the backbone because she knows that this isn't the way it should be, and I feel that will give her the strength to make the right choices um, and to regain her life. And either he goes along with the agenda or he doesn't. Right. But rather she finds out now rather than... When they met, were they in a different town and then they moved back to where he was? I, I, yeah, I don't remember. Yeah, she said because that. Because maybe, yeah. I mean, I guess there's a possibility that he does change a bit when he's around his family, Right. Yeah, they could have a huge influence on him, and he doesn't even realize the extent to which he has kind of sided with them and made her feel alone and secluded. And maybe you know, who, I mean, you're saying, Jill, uh, Lady Fontaine, that perhaps you don't 
feel the energy from him that he's willing to go to counseling, and maybe that's right. I don't feel he sees that there's a problem, and I think right. he'll be very resistant to it. That's why I would like to see Denise just worry about herself right now and and get, you know, have somebody to talk to so she can see and gauge everything that's going on, because I am concerned about a, a, a husband being jealous of a young child. Right. I am. Yeah, that makes perfect sense. Yeah, especially when she had the young child. Where, you know, he knew the young child was exactly. there and was going to influence her. She didn't know that his family and what a stronghold they had on him. Right. Well, Obviously, I think that he's a any... man who feels that blood is thicker than water, and so he's afraid the child is uh, his rival, and and she she feels that way about his family. Right. Well, that's, that's him projecting as well. He's probably trying to... That's really the answer. He's probably trying to damage that relationship as he wishes he was able to damage the relationship with his controlling mother and sister. Right, right. Ooh. That's definitely possible Ooh. that there's projection yeah, there. And my psychology because any, just popped in. <laughs> any healthy yeah. person who gets into a relationship with someone who has a child knows that that child comes first. Yes. 100%. And you don't marry that person unless you know that and and you're willing to not be selfish and not be number one. That's right. But apparently, you know, either he had another agenda, which I don't feel he did. I just feel it's, it's, this is him. You know, when he's out of his, out of the control of, you know, his mother, his sister and his job and his comfort level, he knows how to be a gentleman and he knows how to do the right things. But now that he's in his comfort zone and this is his palace and his life, and his wife has to do what he wants his wife to do. Mm-hmm. And that's where he gets the critical, she can, you know, I mean, let's face it, how, he, she hasn't packed fast enough, she hasn't did the laundry right. I mean, give me a break, let him do it. Right, right. No, but it does sound very much like you're talking about, projection of, of his own family that he can't right. obviously go against or talk back to. or right. So he's, he goes along with them, and now he's taking it out on his wife. Exactly, and the wife's child. So, Denise, please, you know, heed what we're saying. I hope you, you know, listen to, um, you know, the different perspectives that we're giving you, and hopefully you'll reach out and get some help locally and be able to work, you know, work through this issue. And keep us posted. Let us know how it works out. So um, thank you, Denise, for your question. And, um, you know, these were, again, this was a great, great question, I thought, today, unfortunately, at somebody's expense. But it, I really thought it was a good question. So, yeah. uh, you know, keep in touch, uh, Denise, and let us know how things turn out. Well, we have a lot of callers that have been sitting patiently waiting for us. So, um, Paula, are you available that you can tell us who our first caller is? Yes. Our first caller oh, is hi, LaShondra. Her husband left tonight after an argument, and she's wondering if it's going to lead to a permanent separation. Okay. Um, LaShondra? Hi, LaShondra. Do we have you on, LaShondra? LaShondra? All right. I don't know if she's there. Um I'm going to just mute her for a minute, and we'll try her back in another minute or so. We'll okay. take another caller, and we'll go back sure. to her. Okay. okay. Uh, we have Dee, and Dee uh, recently experienced a breakup, and she's wondering if it is really over. Okay. Dee? I'm here. 
Okay, good. I, Oof, I got scared for a minute. <laughs> um, all right. Um, tell us a little bit about what, what just happened. What's going on? Well, um, I'm a student, and I spent a lot of time at school, and it causes interference. And I'm, I, I guess you could say I'm more of a neglectful person because I put school as a priority. Who well, you're neglectful of? Well, his her her friend, you know. Oh, but well, I, I'm feeling she's actually setting her priorities relatively smartly. Yeah. I mean, you know, I mean, I'm not saying to to um, ignore or totally, you know, cast somebody aside because you're in school, and, and there really should be some sort of balance. But sometimes when you're in school, what are you studying in school? I'm a criminal justice major. Mm. I mean, there's certain things that, you know, are not like, you know, going to the picnic where you need to um, really apply yourself and keep your focus on, on, on school and work and everything else. I mean, I think that's very admirable to be doing that. But to answer your question, um, would you mind giving us the first name of the person you just broke up with? Um, if you don't want to uh, do it, then... Um, you know, we could do one or one or two things. We can, um, you know, the person Paula who screened you can put you in a private room and get the first name, and she'll send it to me in in a typed message because that'll help me pick up more from him. Or I'll just okay, give you what I is, picked up. His name is William. Okay. All right. Let me just read the energy because I don't feel that you guys um, have fully run your course here, but I'm going to say that I I, 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 I feel a, a frustration and I feel where he feels, um, I guess the word is unappreci- unappreciated or un, 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 yeah, I guess it is unappreciated, but I, I, I still feel a connection with the two of you, and I still feel um, a draw and a pull in the energy. So my gut feeling is um, you guys are going to have another go-round at this. Um, but honestly, if something doesn't change in the relationship where he feels more of an equal kind of like, an equal to your other you know, interests and your other um, priorities, I do feel it will sort of sever the relationship in the end. So either what you need is a very, very supportive person who understands that, you know, you're, that the immediate focus is on career or, um, you know, it's going to be somewhat of a struggle with him. But if you guys haven't run your course, I do feel you guys are going to reconnect. How long ago did you guys split? Uh, on the 31st of December. Okay. Um, I would say, you know, to me it, it felt what I was hearing was three weeks, so we're talking um, almost that three-week period right now. So my gut feeling is, um, you know, within the next week um, he should be reaching out to you or some effort sh- will be made where he will, um, you know, try to, um, you know, sort of like bandage, sort of fix some of the problems. But, again, you know, if, if you want to keep this man, you do have to – give him a little bit more than what he's getting. Yeah, I, I realize that now. I, You know, sometimes, as they say, the hindsight, where you can see things mm-hmm. a little more clearly. Mm-hmm. It's true. But, but I was, don't... I'm, I'm on the dean's list, and I, and I, was, wow. I wanted to end with a bang. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm working That's on my bachelor's. Your career. 
But sometimes and, um, men or boyfriends, girlfriends do feel that uh, when they come second to school or a career or something, they, you know, they they feel rejected. They take it personally. I, I personally can say that I think I did reject him because I did put him on the burner, and he probably was my third priority, not even second. Mm. It was school, school, school. Mm. But it, it's good that you realize it, and um, you know I do feel he, I do feel there's enough of a of a connection for him to want to reapproach you on this. What I urge you not to do is don't go running after him or chasing after him, letting him know all these. I've revelations. never done that. I've not called him. Good. I don't call and him. Don't. I don't look for him. I don't inquire about him. I just good. do my own thing. Good. Um, and, you know, and just allow it to unfold the way it is supposed to. Like I said, I'm hearing three weeks. My gut feeling it was three weeks from the time you broke up. In the worst-case scenario, it's three weeks from today, but it feels more likely um, three weeks from the time you guys broke up. What a, what a, what a really difficult time to break up with somebody, though, on, on New Year's Eve. Yes. Wow. You have a big fight on New Year's? I mean, you wouldn't have been going to school then, so it's funny that it came to a head right during a vacation time. Exactly. He said that he felt unappreciated. And, uh, mm, I could feel that. And um, what was it? He said he was felt lonely, unloved. Mm-hmm. Well, he did. I believe that that's true because I could feel it. I could feel that in the energy. So when he takes the steps back towards you again, don't overdo it, but just let him know that, you know, you you realize that your focus was, um, you know, that you didn't even make an exception and that you'll work harder at it. Well, yeah, I can see that too. But my problem is too that I'm a very secure person. I'm very secure within myself. Mm -hmm. I don't. I, I don't. I'm not a needy person. Which is wonderful. I don't feel that. I don't feel that uh, that I won't survive without him. I do mm-hmm. love the man. I do mm-hmm. want him in my life, but I don't feel like I'm going to die if he's not here. Which is great, and that's why you'll end up drawing him back in. Because when you're coming from a place of need, um, all you get back is more of needing that person. So the sheer fact that you're totally content. Either way, um, just from a, a, a law of an attraction standpoint, I mean, what does the law of attraction tell us? Let it go. And that's when you're going to end up drawing it in because you're no longer going to be sending out want. Because when you want something, it's sending out lack to the universe. Look up the meaning of want in any dictionary and it's lack of. So the sheer fact you're, you're totally okay on your own, you're letting go, you've let go, doesn't mean you don't have feelings, doesn't mean you don't love the man, um, but you're not needing him. So right there, the law of attraction is going to end up drawing him back in your life. But it's going to happen regardless. It is. I feel he has very legitimate feelings for you as well. He just wanted more than what you were giving him. Is there someone else? Uh, is Does he have someone else? No. Yeah. No. No, I feel no real... Um, serious interest around him do has he ever spoken to or thought about or or you know pursued on some minor level um somebody else because he felt lonely i do feel there were times that he felt felt like he was straying in a way but i don't feel anybody real you know a real relationship type person around him right now i don't 
I think you're you're his main interest, but he's a lot needier than you are, as Lady Fontaine said, and he's not sure he can handle the fact that you have a lot more outside interests than him because they're not competition. It's not like you're fooling around with, with other men or whatever it is. It's a healthy uh, hobby and school and, and a career, and but at the same time, he doesn't have that. A lot of his satisfaction comes from a relationship, and he feels that balance of power is more in your favor because he's so needy, and I think that that's going to be an ongoing issue. Yeah, we've been Unless together for eight years. Oh, we, were, yeah, we were together right? for eight years. Wow. Yeah, he's not going to walk away so so easily. He's not. Um, give it give it another, like I said, week or so. I do feel you're going to be hearing from him or he's going to, you know, want to reconsider. But if you want to hold on to this man, there is a better, you know, basic balance that you need to find in your life. But keep us posted. Let us know what happens. Um, I, you know, without a doubt, we admire your um, you know, your your ability to stay focused on yourself and, and work hard at what's important to you. Yeah, I, my fo- my focus is here. I'm almost done, like I said. I want to be the voice for the dead. I do a lot of sculpturing, and I want to just, they find somebody, put it all together to find that that missing individual or the person who attacked them or killed them or whatever. Mm. Well, um, I have a feeling things are going to work out well for you, so keep us posted and let us know, all right? Thank you very much. You're very welcome. Right. You have a wonderful day. You too. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Okay. Next we have Lisa, who's experiencing a lot of stress right now. She has a lot of things going on, relationship strain, exams, and financial problems. Wondering if it's all going to work out. Okay. Lisa. Hi. I'm, Hi. I feel like I'm, I'm going to be echoing the previous caller situation. I'm studying to become certified in a field that I want to get right to work in. And my significant other, there's been a huge strain. And I recently found a list that he had made on how to um, um, let go of me, how to kind of like, um, uh, well, we had, a, you know, I we had a little bit of a, um, a blowout and, and um more I said something to him. He had he had uh um done something that I considered very rude. He had farted in my face and I just had said something. I I I was very upset and and then um it's just been a strain. It's been kind of building. It's been kind of building and and I'm studying, and financially things are very uh, strained. He's paying for everything, and I'm just hoping that I can get through this certification and he doesn't, you know, just leave. Well, let me let me give you my psychic take on things. Uh, would you mind giving us his first name? Robbie. Okay. Um, let me just see if I'm going to pick up anything different with his name. You know, when I, I, I feel this list as far as that he made as far as letting go, letting you go and stuff, is more um, 
you know, a part of him that is, you know, is just reactive. You know, it's just like, okay, you really piss him off or he's really upset or things aren't work. He doesn't feel things are working. And it's like a knee-jerk reaction kind of thing. I'm not yet feeling that he's seriously ready to walk away from a relationship. I do have to say, um, on a scale of 1 to 10, the relationship feels stretched and strained and it feels like it's at a 9 as far as being at that, you know, close to that breaking point. So I don't want to sugarcoat it for you, but it doesn't yet feel to me that he's ready to execute anything that he has on the list. I feel the list is for him, and maybe Dr. Jean could give us some insight into this, sort of like for him to have a a way to, something to hold on to or something to think about to sort of get him through some rough times. Dr. Jean, do you know what I mean when 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 I say I'm picking that up? Yeah, that the list might just be a hypothetical thing. I'm wondering, did he know you were going to find the list? Is this something he left around on purpose, hoping that it would shock you or make you aware that he had problems, or or do you know that he didn't intend you to find it? You know, I, I really don't think he thought I would find it. I really don't think he thought I would find it at all. And I uh, I just... You know, I, I have explained to him over and over again the stress that I feel in trying to get through this, this period of studying and passing my certification, and, and I just needed, you know, two things to try and remain as calm as possible. And, and there are a lot of externals that come in that sometimes upset the balance, and money is certainly one of them, and I want to get out there and do my part in, in earning and and. Sometimes he's, you know, I just, he he just sometimes is so out of touch. And, 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 and if I make it all about him giving him, you know, attention and, and I'm polite, and then it seems to be okay. But it it just feels so, I don't know, it feels so strained right now, you know, like I'm not really, really reaching him. Well, well when you plan on staying with him afterward, does he get a sense that you're, that he's being used in some way to pay for it and that afterwards you're not going to need him? Or does he get a sense, like you were saying, that once you get it, the two of you will have a much nicer life together because you won't be so busy and you'll be earning? Well, I I do try to talk to him about that, too, that, you know, once I get beyond this, you know, we can really settle into having a calmer, more enjoyable time between us and, and you know, you're doing it for us. You're doing it for we, not just for me. He gets that. I'm not so sure he gets that. Well, see, let me let me interject what I pick up in his energy. Um, I hear he gets it intellectually, but he doesn't get it emotionally, which to me means that um, all the other little things are still bothering him. So even if he gets it intellectually, it's not. It's the emotions get involved. Where again, like you said, mirroring the call that we had before this, um, where he's not feeling that he's the number one focus, or he's not getting out of the relationship what he feels he needs right now. Um, so I see, I, I see it more in that light than um, him. You know, him. I, I don't know. To me, I still feel him being a vested player here. I really, truly do. And I honestly feel he's crying. He's reaching out. He's crying out for help right now. He really, truly is. 
Um, I, you know, I feel the solution isn't easy, but let me tell you something. Lisa, I don't feel any commu- any healthy communication with the two of you. It feels to me, every communication feels to me to be like a tug of war. It doesn't feel harmonious, and it doesn't feel healthy in a way. And my gut feeling is to sort of refocus on just being able to smile or touch his hand or um, just get down to the very bare basics of what, the connection was and is between the two of you and and just be a little bit softer and gentler with him i kind of feel a lot of this other stuff will sort of find its way out you know and figure its way out um dr jean do you know what i mean by that you know just yeah i think you know it can fall into place uh right now he's not appreciating how how much you really need him to uh, support you in, in right. this That's endeavor good. until you're finished. Yeah, he's he's not getting it, and possibly he that's that's a nature of his personality that you're not always going to be on your best behavior for him, and you're not always going to be attending to him. He seems to need somebody to constantly tell him that he's important and they love him and. Uh, you know, he he doesn't really understand that that there are other things going on on the outside. He's never really gotten that, and and sometimes even though you might feel for somebody, you, you can't always act it out. Uh, but maybe, like you said, a little more politeness, a little more smiling, a little bit more uh, kind of patting him like he's uh, the nice pet, and then then you can go about your work and. He'll sit on your lap while while you're studying. <laughs> but that's that's really that pattern, how it is. So he you know. understand it. Yeah. Because uh, I but really feel mature in that sense. You know. He right. I it. He I agree. Pat on the head. Yeah, I do agree that the little things like that will make a big difference. And what I really would like to see you do here is what I mentioned earlier: reconnect with him and do it through communication. I feel that's what he needs. And, you know, basically I know your question was, you know, will all this stuff work work its way out? And I feel, I feel as far as you're studying for the exam, I feel you're going to be fine with that, as long as you can sort of find ways to de-stress yourself and keep your focus on, on work and not let all the outside stress really get to you. Um, your financial problems feel exhaustive. You know, it feels like it's taking its toll in the relationship and in your life. It really, really does. It does have the feel to me that things have the potential of working themselves out big time. It really, really does. But I do feel it's sort of like you have to refine your balance in your life. I feel you're very off kilter within yourself, and therefore it's also off within your relationship with him. So it feels fixable. I don't feel he's walking away. Even if he really started to talk to you about ending the relationship, it feels to me it can be brought right back to, you know, to to a, a better place by just talking. When was the last time you really sat down and talked and didn't argue with this man? Well, um, we we I do that with him uh, most times. You know, we we you know I'm constantly you know trying to engage him in conversation. You know, make pleasant talk and 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 trying to include him in my study time where I ask him to test me and on material and you know talking to him about that and he you know he does um engage in that way but you know I'm just feeling 
that it's not um it, like there's some there's a barrier there and I, I you're so right about me being off kilter I'm doing a lot more meditation trying to get my balance trying to become more grounded trying to let go of things that uh keeping the new year's resolution you know letting go of things that are not priorities and family members that are not priorities right now making it all about passing this exam <laughs> mm-hmm. good but you should for right yeah. now. I mean, this is a short-term thing that you're working towards. Um, the one thing I want to suggest to you about learning to communicate with him is ask him how he is and ask him what's troubling him or what's bothering him with a soft way, not in an accusing way or anything like that. I feel that's what's lacking in this. It feels almost oversimplistic in that it's an easy fix here if you shift your focus slightly to him. And I'm one who always says keep your focus on yourself, but in this particular instance, if you want to like fix or save this relationship for right now, he needs some of you. Okay. okay. So, so give that a shot and give us a call back and let us know how things are going. But I feel you're going to be fine with your exam um, the finances feel like it's going to continue to be restrictive in some way, but I do see light at the end of the tunnel for you. Thank God. Thank you, God. Yes, <laughs> it, it'll work out for you. Work hard. Yes, you do. So, Lisa, keep us posted. Let us know how it turns out, okay? Thank you so much. You're very welcome. You take care. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye. All right. Um Paula. Yes. Um, um, I have... Go ahead. Okay. I have Catherine on the line. And, okay. Um, she hasn't been in a relationship for about two years, and she's wondering if someone new is going to come into her life anytime soon. Okay. All right, mm-hmm. Catherine. Hi. Hi, Catherine. Hi. Hi. Dr. All right. How are you both? Good. How are you? I'm doing well this evening. Thank you for asking. Let me scan your energy and see what I pick up. And when I'm doing that, Dr. Jean, do you have anything you want to talk to Catherine about? Well, let's see. You haven't been with anybody. Are you keeping busy with other activities? Oh, trust me. I'm a stay-at-home mom, single mom. I have two children. They're both disabled. And that has been a major play in the fact that that scares the living bejesus out of um, out of and who they're interested in me, and then they find out about the kids, and they're gone. Oh, you know? well, at least and, you see that side of them. That's a very good. And you know what? I look at it like, well, at least I saw it in the beginning, because if that's the way you're going to be, I don't want you. Mm. Well, where is the kid's father? He is. I'm in Florida, and he's in Arizona, and I was in Arizona. Um, and we, my father passed earlier this year, and so because of that, I made a very quick trip over here so I could spend his remaining days with him, and I didn't want my mom living in this state without any of her children, you know. And okay, so that's so why you're I'm saying that uh, your ex-husband doesn't isn't very close by to help with the kids or anything, or has he abandoned the kids? Sometimes that no, happens. No, no, he hasn't. Before. He hasn't abandoned the kids. As a matter yeah. of fact, he was the one right. who moved me here. Um, if it wasn't for his help, I would I would not have gotten the chance to come here. And so, he is um, really working towards saving every penny he can, so he can 
come this way and join, you know, live close All right, so that's to one thing. Mm-hmm. That's a good thing because yeah. he's there to support you and to support the kids. And, and you know, that's something to make clear that, that any mm-hmm. new person you meet, these aren't his children. They are your children, so they're your right. first priority, but that they yeah. have a father who's active and interested. I'm thinking mm-hmm. that you're I'm not looking for needed. a replacement dad, is what right, I'm saying. Right. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. And and the, but the, I mean they should be aware of that because not it, not everybody can read your mind and you know, mm-hmm. not as some people think that, oh my God, you know, she's gonna saddle me with these two kids that have special needs and so mm-hmm. you make it you make that clear. But I'm thinking you're going to the wrong places to meet people. Possibly, uh, if you have a child with a disability with special needs, there are, besides parents without partners, which are more, people are more likely to understand because a lot of kids whose parents have divorced wind up with behavioral or academic problems, so they, to some degree, have special needs. But what you should be doing is going to groups for parents and going to activities for parents and kids who have children with special needs or somewhere where you'll meet teachers or people that work with special needs children so they won't feel so it, it won't feel like such a foreign thing you know somebody that 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 doesn't think it's any big deal to be around somebody with a child that that needs certain things because either their child is the same or they know somebody in that situation or they understand that you get a lot of services that people whose children don't have special needs don't get, and there's a father involved, and, you know, it's not this big uh, project for them to take on. You've got to be with people that are are familiar and understand it. Well, and and on the plus side, what I see psychically coming in is it's still a while away, but I agree what Dr. Jean is saying about sort of expanding your social activities and, and going into you know, this type of, you know, support group or, or or group of, you know, parents certainly would sort of usher in the potential of you meeting somebody. But let me tell you that, um, you know, between now and the time I'm going to give you, because it's about a year away until I feel you're really going to meet somebody that's going to be of real, real interest to you, um, I feel like one very incidental person coming in that I didn't even stop to talk to mention, and I feel that person is going to be coming in in the summer. Right now I'm seeing it as July of, of this year. But December of 2011, it feels to me an introduction through somebody, and that's why when Dr. Jean was talking about going to you know uh, functions or groups where there are other parents that have special needs children it was ringing as a ooh yeah that might just be the connection she needs um feels to me it's a connection through another female um and what it kind of has the feel to me not that somebody's saying oh i have the ideal person to fix you up with but sort of like you know you're sitting at some social function and somebody says to you Catherine, here's my friend Joe, you know, mm-hmm. and write down the name Joe since I'm mentioning it, but mm-hmm. um, here's my friend Joe, and, you know, he has a child, blah, 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 or whatever the story is. And I feel you guys are going to have a lot of things in common, not just children-wise, but interest-wise, um, you know, moral, moral, morally you're going to have basically the same kind of 
um, you know, pr- perspective of things and coming from the same place. I feel chemistry galore with this guy. I feel a heart of gold with him, very patient, very nice. And I do have to say you tend to draw in men, and this is a very unusual um, thing that I'm going to say because so, so many women tend to draw in abusive men. You don't. I tend, I find that you tend to draw in men who are really very caring in your life. Mm-hmm. Is that true? Yeah, that is very true. Yeah, I mean, it's amazing, and that's such a rarity. I very rarely feel that, but I feel it with you. You really have, there's a warmth within you and a warmth that you're radiating and a warmth that the men around you are mirroring. Um, and, and everywhere I look around you are men of great substance. There, it really truly is an exception to the rule here. Um, there should be more people with that problem <laughs> because it's wonderful I have to have a lot people. Of- I have a lot of very close male friends, and they're absolute sweethearts, but they're not love connections. They're just right, buddies, understood. you know? Understood. Mm-hmm. But this this one coming in in December of next year, of this year, is mm-hmm. going to be a love connection for you. And it has the potential of being long-term committed. It has the potential of being any anything you ultimately, you and he ultimately want. Great connection. Mm-hmm. Like I said, heart of gold in this guy will make you feel like a, a princess and your kids, he'll make them feel so important and so loved. I mean, it's it's a, it's a warm, wonderful, loving feeling. So you're going to meet him the end of this year, um, and it could go anywhere you want to take it. And, you know, that's really cool because there have been many times where I've thought to myself, you know, if I could find my male counterpart that's in the same situation as me, it would be so much easier because I get wow. it and he would get it, you right. know. Right, right. Yeah. So. And Dr. Jean, I think you nailed it with that one because when you were saying it, I'm going, ooh, la, la, that sounds so yeah. right. So see what are right. around you. You have to go with somebody who understands and, and knows right. what it is that they're dealing with. Mm-hmm. And I feel this guy's a gem. And again, you're gonna. It's not going to be a fix-up. It's just going to be a casual meeting. But you're going to mm-hmm. know right away. It's not. It's going to be beyond just like you have all these wonderful, endearing friend, male friends. This mm-hmm. one you're going to know from the get-go is more. So keep us cool. posted. Let us know what happens. Thank you. I know Betcha. it's still a little bit, you know, in the future. But like I said, there's someone coming in and summer in July. Just have fun with it. I, I feel it's going to be incidental to you. I don't feel it's mm-hmm. going to be anything. You know, sufficient, but don't let it bother you. Don't let it get to you. Just have fun with it. Okay. All right. Thank you for your time. I appreciate this. Oh, it's our pleasure. You have a nice evening. You too. Okay. Um, I'm gonna bye bye. I'm going to try to squeeze in another call. I know we're running um, out of time again. Okay. Um, So, Paula, who's our next caller? Our next caller is Cherie. She has a 17-and-a-half-year-old daughter who moved out recently, and she's actually, she's very concerned about it, wondering, um, you know, what she should do or if everything's going to be okay. Okay. Um, that's a good question. Cherie. Yes. Hi. How are Hi. you? I'm doing okay. And, good, and good. you know, and since my daughter's moved out, communication is much, much easier between us, but I'm not sure it's the wisest thing for her to – she's living with her boyfriend and his family – I'm just not sure that it's the wisest thing for her. Um, I I, honestly... A safe place with him and his family, that sounds like a safe place. Yes. You know what? They they are really... They love her to death, and they're really good for her. And he... You know what? And even though they're 17, they... They really have a good love for each other, and they have a healthy relationship. But... um, 
but again, she's 17, and and I'm not. Yeah. You know, yeah. she's she's struggling to get through school, and she has she has some issues with um, not being willing to um, really address reality. And, yeah, and they don't really um, understand that. You understand some of her difficulties. You know, she could be loving to his family, but they didn't spend 17 years with her. Why did she move out? Was it is it a matter of convenience? Say, if they go to school together, or was was it the dissension? No, between um, the two it feels to be that there's more yeah. there. I, I feel it's, yeah. it's more it's it's more personality conflict. It feels like it, yeah. it, it almost feels yeah. like. Um, rubbing salt in an open wound between the two of you. It just feels like yeah. everything was difficult. But what I'm really yeah. feeling in the energy on the plus side, and you said it, that it's easier to talk to her. I'm actually going to, I actually feel that um, give it, you know, it's going to be several more months, but I feel your your relationship with her is actually going to um, get closer and get better. And I feel almost like a warmth in her heart, an opening of her heart towards you where you guys are going to get closer. And, yeah. you know, there's a chance that she's going to start wanting to spend more time at your house. She might not move back in, but she may want to yeah. spend a few nights a week there or, yeah. um, you know, hang out more with her boyfriend, you know, at your house and spend more time with you. Yeah. And and I just feel, I would say by summer, I feel it's going to be in a better group, certainly by the end of the summer, it's going to be okay. it's going to be a heck of a lot better than it's been in a long, 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 long time. So I do okay. feel light at the end of the tunnel, but I'm seeing great potential for her not to stay away from you. Just keep okay. be have a concerted effort here to not allow her to you know irritate you in 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 any way. Yeah. Even though I know you mean well, um, she doesn't. So try to have a little yeah, bit of extra patience. Right, <laughs> yeah. I know. Well, just try to have a little bit of extra patience with her. And she, as she right. comes to visit, you know what will happen? When a kid runs away, I know a psychologist told told them you have to keep the kid out for two weeks because eventually he'll get tired of his friend's mother. You yeah. know, she'll see yeah. there's no party at her boyfriend's house either, and she might want to come back. She might want to bring yeah. him back. <laughs> she's just, you know, she's got a. I'm, I'm concerned that she's not going to graduate high school. She's got a lot on her plate, and if she screws up even a little bit, she's not going to graduate high school. Oh, and, well, I don't um, know that you're looking out for her long-term best interest, and I don't know yeah. if you have what your relationship is with his parents. But if you have any any relationship with them, you should let them know that that you want the best for your daughter and their son's future. Yeah. We have um, everybody. Ha- we have a pretty open communication between everybody. Yeah. I don't talk to his parents as much, but I do talk to her boyfriend, and okay, and we're so all kind of you know what is he graduating? Is he motivated? He he in has school? well, he is out of high school. He himself did not manage to graduate. And I just want to interrupt and say problem. there's uh, yeah. less than a minute left. Okay, okay sorry. All right, I just want to let you guys know that. Okay, okay. thank you. Okay, all right. So I, I think that's ultimately her decision, but let her know that it'll be even harder if she drops out and has to go back or get GED. It's harder. She's better off yeah. for her own interests, not for you, but for herself, to kind of push yeah. through it and get that high school degree, and then she can do whatever she wants if she right. wants to take a year off yeah. and not go to college just, for a while. You know, it so feels strange to me, months. I mean, as far as um, it's I, – I just don't feel her – I feel – I feel her struggling, but I don't feel her working hard at it. You know what nope. I mean? It it just oh, yeah. kind of feels like it's overwhelming to her, and yeah. she kind of gives up on it quicker than she, you know, yep. 
than, than, than trying to really get it resolved. There's a chance she may not, you know, graduate, but I do feel yeah. her sticking in there until the end. It doesn't feel to me she's just going to walk away and say, well, you know, screw it, I'm not doing this anymore. Yeah. Um, I feel she's going to try until the end. It's a matter of how motivated you can kind of get her or she can get herself to be before she yeah. ends up just realizing this is bigger than her. Than her. You know, yeah. and that's really what it feels like. It feels like it's bigger than her. She's kind of got that fight or flight kind of thing going on where where she's feeling overwhelmed, so she's kind of running away. Mm-hmm. Or she she turns away and ignores it, right? Rather than rather than jumping in and fighting. Right. And uh and and that's where I'm fearful is that okay, you know, she's not rather than turning to maybe some of her resources that she might have and as far as friends and family and, and stuff who might want to help her get through this, you know, she's she's instead avoiding and um and denying and like right, right. lying to herself about it. And right. so there's two you know, there's the fact that she might not graduate because of this pattern and then two, it's just a bad pattern. You know, yeah. it's not it's a you know, I'd rather have well, you have kinda... to let her know that it's bad for her and these people might not be as as highly motivated, say, as you are and they might yeah. not pressure her as much, but this is where you she has to take some responsibility and re- realize that yeah. if she thinks it's hard now, it'll be even harder later. So this is the yeah. easy way out to just kind of muddle along and get through high school. It's not that hard. Yeah. Yeah, only four well, more months. Well, it's going to be a struggle. It's going to be a struggle. I mean, I can feel it in the yeah. energy. Um, you know, yeah. this is where free choice comes in, and it's going to really be a matter of how much she's willing to apply. The one thing I urge you is don't over-nag her on this, uh, because right. especially with that fight-or-flight um, syndrome going on, I feel it'll be easier for her to, to come up with cop-outs and reason why, reasons why she can't do it. rather or than she just out and out lies. Can. Yeah, well, she just yeah, out and out yeah. lies to avoid it, you know, avoid the confrontation yeah. or something. And, and I just, well, you only lie to yourself. That's what you do. You, you can deceive that's others, true. but you can't deceive yourself. Right. Yeah. That's true. Oh, you right. can't run from yourself. Yeah. yeah, let us know what happens. I mean, it's going to be a challenge with her, but certainly your relationship is going to get better with her. That I see as okay. a definite. Um, the graduating, it's really a matter of, you know, Almost not putting the pressure on her in a way, um, and and this is I don't know, Doctor Jean, you know, psychologically, you know, it's sort of like if, if you say you want her to, you know, if you nag her, she's going to pull away right, from it. Right. You but can't, you can't nag her. It has to be something that you tell her. You know, look, it's up to you, but it's best for you to do it now because later on it will be harder if you regret it. So why not just try and push through and. Normally they graduate you if, unless you're terrible, you know, if you've been yeah. there all these years. And then you can go on and you take a year off, find yourself, relax, yeah. try to work, uh, go to college. She'll probably choose to go to college because school is easier than work, regardless of what yeah. her boyfriend is doing now. He probably yeah. does physical work that she might not be that good at doing, you know? Yeah, or just not able say- to pay her bills. Right. Well, let me say this. In the end, she's going to get it. If she gets it now or she gets it five or ten years down the road, she will get it. She doesn't feel like a lost soul to me that's never going to get it. So that's that's the real plus side of this. Um, Unfortunately, even though you have the the wherewithal and the knowledge to know 
that she may be making mistakes or that the right thing to do is this, that, or the other thing. Um, she may not get it right now. I mean, I'm, I still have, you know, like a 20 to 30%, you know, positive feeling about this that she's going to somehow get it all together. But obviously that leaves, you know, 70 to 80% that she's not. So yeah. if screws up now, it's not – sometimes people, if they screw up early, they're they're finished, you know, they're lost. Yeah. She will get it together. She feels to me to funda- fundamentally be a bright girl. And I do feel yeah. she will get it. My what everything is sort of telling me, the energy is telling me, is almost to not encourage it and almost to back away from it and encourage anything it is that she's choosing to do right now. I kind of feel if you go that route, um, she'll get more bored with whatever it is that she thinks she has your approval on, and then her natural instinct will just take her back to thinking about school. Okay. All right. Okay. Well, keep us posted. Yes. Let us know how it turns out. I will. Thank All you. Right. Well, good I luck appreciate to you. your help. Oh, Thanks. Our, our, definitely our pleasure. You take care. Okay. Yeah. All right. Bye-bye. Bye bye. Um, well, we're we're way over. I mean, I think we're yeah. like five minutes over. But I just wanted to say tonight. First of all, I thought the questions were phenomenal. Every the mailbag question was great. The callers were phenomenal tonight. I think we had really different kinds of questions and. Actually, I thought some of the advice you gave Dr. Jean was was phenomenal. It was outstanding. So I'm really pleased with that. Um, I do want to thank all our callers and listeners. And as I've said before, it's you who makes the show a success. You truly are what makes the show interesting, and it's really you are the reason why we do the show. So I wish you all um, a, a wonderful week and great happiness and success and love in your life, and I hope this is a wonderful year for you. And thank you to my co-hosts, Dr. Jean Cirillo and Julie Zellman, and special thanks to Paula Beck, who did a fabulous job screening calls tonight and also helping us on the switchboard and helping us with callers. Many blessings to each of you, and I am in gratitude to all of you. Have a wonderful week, and remember to honor yourself, and you'll automatically draw in countless experiences that honor you. Good Good night, everyone. Hope to see you back here next week, and remember to reclaim you. We're here to honor and support you and provide you with the guidance to inspire you to reach all your dreams. Good night, all.